coming up on Heavenly Wit Monday. Do you notice I have someone with me today? So I have a special guest, Trisha, who is with me from California. And I'm so excited that we're getting to do this yes. in person. person. We yes. were not planning on nope. this at all. Nope. So this is what's coming up next. Is there a particular part of your story revealing the power of God and his love that you would like to share today? There are some pivotal points in my life that, that stand out. And for me, I think it goes back to as a young adult being mm. married at a very young age. I was 21. Um, just kind of doing life very, you know, carefree and... right. Uh, my husband and I, you know, we volunteered at church. We served in the youth group. Everything was fine. Um, I did have a past with an eating disorder. Okay. So I, I, that I was still carrying with me into my marriage. Okay. Um, it was something I'd had for 13 years. I struggled with anorexia oh, for wow. 13 years. Wow. And although it was still present in my life, um, in my young married life, I still felt God was still really working that out in me. And I felt like I had come Mm. to a place where he was bringing it to my attention and bringing the awareness to me, like you, you really need to fix this because you're still holding on to a lot of control. Mm. And, um, didn't really realize because I was so young being 21 and, and married and just kind of, you know, doing life and didn't realize the um didn't realize that an eating disorder could really take its toll on my body Mm. so I had been having some physical ailments and I was not feeling well and went through a series of tests and um my doctor just said because of my eating disorder I had depleted my body of so many nutrients. Wow. And so I was experiencing a lot of side effects from that. And um, one of the things that he had to talk to me about was the fact that because I had deprived my body of nutrients mm. for so many years that um, wow. I was infertile and I wasn't going to be able to have children. Wow. So really that was a result of something I had done to myself. It was a it was something that I had brought upon myself um mm. just because I had no other area to control my life, so I thought then to starve myself. Okay. Um so he basically had told me I wasn't going to be able to have children on my own. And it was at that point that I realized like, oh mm. I never thought that I would, you know, not be able to have kids. kids. And it was um, devastating, although I wasn't ready to have a family at that point. My husband and I were still young and still finishing up school and um, just loved being part of the youth group and and ministering to the younger kids and just kind of living that life of just having fun still. Um, Was not near ready for children, but it jolted me. Because I thought, oh my gosh, like I've never imagined not having children. And so that being said, I, um, my doctor had called me on a Wednesday to give me this information that, you know, to tell me like, this is not, this is not a good, a good situation because 
Mm. I was severely depleted of nutrients. And so um, he wasn't even sure at that point that it would be able to get repaired because I had been going on, the eating disorder had gone on for so long. Um, And a lot of women who have done that to their bodies end up not being able to bear children because it does take its toll on your body after a certain period of time. Mm. Um, so I remember thinking I, I had no idea. I had no idea that this would impact my life wow. this way. I was just using it <clears throat> as a coping mechanism. And so I found this out on a Wednesday afternoon, went to church Wednesday night, um, and just was hmm. feeling very rattled about that conversation that I had had with my doctor. And... Um, it, it, it was like an awakening for me that this is, this is not, this is something I have brought upon myself. Mm. And so I had asked some ladies in our church if they would please pray over me and, and lay their hands on me and, um, Mm. just ask the Lord to just heal me and that I would, that I would surrender this eating disorder to him. Um, and they did. And so I had several little ladies in the church just, mm. sur- you know, form a circle around me and they laid their hands on me and prayed over me. And I just remember feeling so at peace when I walked away that no matter what happened, um, whether mm. God healed me or whether um, he had a different plan for my life, that I was at peace with that. That was a revelation for me because I didn't realize all the years of having my eating disorder that um, it would take its toll on my body. Never mm. did I think that it was going to damage me in any way. I thought, oh, I'll be fine. That piece, I just realized that it's okay. Like, I I am okay with whatever he chooses for me. Mm. But I received what the ladies had spoke over me because wow. I knew that... Um, there was power in that prayer that right. they prayed. Months later, um, you know, I was on different medications and um, hmm. nowhere near ready again to have a, a family. Um, but, but months later, ended up not feeling well, um, thinking it was probably side effects from the medicine, and um, went back to my doctor, and he came to me with the news that I was pregnant. Um, wow. At 22. So... I was almost 23 at the time, but I just remember mm. thinking, I I can't even put it into words other than, I was like, that cannot, that cannot mm. be right. That cannot be right. Moving forward to not only be called once, twice, but seven times mm-hmm. to be um, the parents of seven kids, it it really it still blows me away when i think mm. about it that's just so amazing yeah and you know there's so there's so many things that happened within within all those years of yes. you having those children mm-hmm. and then there was i think what i really love about your story of surrender mm-hmm. is relinquishing the hold of the spirit of fear that mm-hmm. causes the desire to control. Right. Like you had stated earlier. Right. Yeah. And in that control, it just, 
it had a face of an eating disorder. Right. Whereas it can take on so many so other, many other things, things yes. right? Yes. Um, you can control children. You control your job. Yeah. You control your outcome of where you go, where you live. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's a plethora of mm-hmm. things. Drugs, you know, alcohol. Right. Sex. I mean, it's just anything, anything and everything we can think of. Right. And for you, it was an eating disorder. Right. Um, and then in that surrender, it was like, Lord, I give, this is, this, I'm taking this to the altar. I'm taking yeah. this to the cross. And in that, you have another pivotal moment in your yes. life. Yeah. In which, fast forward, you have all seven children. Yeah. Um, your youngest uh, is almost two. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. You're at a friend's pool. Mm-hmm. Your husband's in there with all the kids. You're watching one of your youngest ones. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're asked by your husband. Yeah. He says, where's Nicholas? And I said, oh, I thought you had him. And he says, no. And we looked. And we both, like, right at the same time, saw that um, behind my husband, our almost two-year-old at the time, Nicholas, um, was floating in the water. And... my husband raced over as fast as he could treading water to get to him and pulls him out of the water and he was completely lifeless so he not only um was in the water but he had actually hit the bottom and and ascended into where he was when we found him which was just floating um which shows he was there for a while for a while he was there for which is crazy to think about since we were all there but we were so preoccupied with other kids and my husband was playing with another you know group of the kids on one side of the pool I was preoccupied with another one and neither of us saw that Nicholas had reached what we think for was a ball um Mm. and at that point slipped into the water very quietly Mm. and so um we didn't hear him we didn't even know that he was near the pool and um, that's how quickly it can happen. Wow. And we were all there. And so by the time my husband pulled him out of the water, he was completely lifeless. He was purple. He was filled with water. Um, and mm. got out of the pool and started administering CPR. And he was pumping his chest as hard as he could and trying to breathe for him and nothing was happening and I was on the phone with the 911 op- operator standing outside watching the whole thing unfold and oh my gosh, um, nothing was happening there was no life in this baby like none and um, while I was on the phone with the 911 operator uh, she's asking me all these questions just to keep me on the line because she just needed to keep me busy until the paramedics had gotten there and she was just trying to make sure that I was like, yes. okay. Um, mm. And I was just telling her everything that was going on because she was asking for details. Um, at one point, I looked at my husband mm. who was looking, he just looked so exhausted from trying to breathe life into our son and then I just realized he's not coming back. There's there's no way I told the operator. I said, he's gone. Like, And mm. at that moment, I looked up into the sky, and I just remember so vividly 
thanking the Lord that he had given us Nicholas for the 23 months that he had given us. And I had gotten to this place where I said, Lord, he's yours. He's not even Mm. ours. And thank you for the gift that you have given us for this short time. And um, I released him to the point where I was so sure he was gone. And at that moment, Hmm. within a second, once I had prayed that prayer, that just thanking the Lord and and giving him like my blessing of like, thank you. And he's yours. You can take him. Um, I surrender him to you. Um, Within a second, he, Nicholas was spewing water from his eyes, his nose, and his mouth, and was vomiting and was starting to show signs of life again. Oh, my gosh. Um, and Praise you, Lord. It, was, it wasn't anything other than God had to take me to the point where even in the most awful situation as a parent you could ever imagine, watching your child um, be near death, where I had a, I had to surrender mm. and just trust that he had a better plan for Nicholas's life and for our life and for um, just him being above everything. It's like, do you trust me? And do mm. you really believe I am Lord over everything? And I, in, in just a very short period of time, this was my dialogue with yeah. the Lord. Like this is like what, this is in seconds. This is in seconds, but it felt like an eternity. Yes. Um. But I freely gave him mm. over and just um, momentarily felt the pain of what a parent goes through when they lose a child because I felt like he was completely gone at that mm. point. But then again, God in, sh- in showing his mercifulness um, mm. restored him and, yes. and brought him back and um, wow. spent a few days in the hospital, but yes, all to say that he, he survived. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing how obviously we don't hear a lot of stories like that, Mm -hmm. you know, that Mm -hmm. in that way, but even in your story revealing God's faithfulness in that, like God's faithfulness can be seen even in a tragedy, but in your story, it's seen in a, Again, I think the storyline of your life is surrender. Yeah. You know, it's not committing. Right. It's much more than that. Mm-hmm. It's a surrender of, Lord, I'm counting the cost here. Right. And I am settling everything. You, you said this in the car mm-hmm. about holding things loosely. Yes. Yes. And those were the moments that you mm-hmm. learned mm-hmm. that that's really what surrender looks like is yeah. holding on to everything here on this earth so right. loosely yes. but holding on to him so tightly right and yes. in the midst of victory in the midst of pain in the midst of tragedy in the midst of triumph this is what i love about your testimony mm-hmm. just two testimonies mm-hmm. out of how many others mm-hmm. you know that you have in the midst um but I want to, I want to continue this mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. Like maybe doing a podcast yes. uh, via on the phone or something because yes. you live in California. Yeah. But I want to say thank you so much. 
for joining me on Let's Talk. And before we go, is there anything that you are led to share right now um, to our audience? It goes back to Psalm 23. Um, Mm -hmm. And just the Lord is our shepherd. And um, there's so much intentionality in that, in in the whole verse of Psalm 23, that... um, it's such we we serve such a present God and it's so um mm. apparent when you read Psalm 23 he is our shepherd he wasn't our shepherd he is yes and um he is with you no matter where you go um mm. he is not sending you on a journey and going to someone else's life and saying, okay, I'm going to go help this person now and you'll be okay. Right. He is our shepherd. Yes. He is leading us. He's guiding us. And he also makes us rest in that journey. He, mm. You know, in green pastures, it talks about where he requires us to just stand still and rest in his presence. Yeah. Um, even if it doesn't look like the way we want it to look. And even if things aren't happening the way we want them to happen, he is um, mm. forcing us to lie down in those green pastures and just rest in him, which is also us just trusting in him and um, knowing that he is walking through the valley with us. Yes. Um, mm. He gives us all of that that right. we need. And I love that because Psalms 23 is just really, it really just puts that all into perspective. So no matter where you are in your life, good or bad, or just failing, you're just at a complacent mm. place. Um, he is with you and he is yes. leading you. That's and right. you just need to rest in that and trust in that. It wasn't necessarily a happy ending either. Right. We later got a diagnosis that he was born without a part of his brain. And so it's like, wow, it just goes on. It just goes on and on and on. I love that's mm. how God works, but it's never easy either. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yes. so like hard and, mm. but he makes it, he just makes a way in the wilderness. Yes. And that's he provides right. streams in the wasteland. And that's mm. like, he makes it so we can get through and it's just never easy, but we do yeah. we manage because he's with us. Yes. You know? Yeah. And you know, for those of you right now who are just finding peace in the story of God's faithfulness in the midst of even your own story as you hear Trisha's story um, please write us and and let us know what God is showing you as you are listening to this testimony because what this show is really about is not just you listening to Trisha or myself But listening to the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. as we speak. Because he's so present, like she said. Like there could be a million people in the room and he makes each of us feel as though we're the only one in his presence. Mm -hmm. How does he do that? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But that is the God we serve. And when we realize his love for us, Mm -hmm. this isn't about a have to serve God Mm -hmm. or... It's a get to. It's mm-hmm. this place of the surrender isn't work anymore. It's the grace that says, I want to do this with you, God. Yes. Like, I can't help but see my life mm-hmm. 
without you, Lord. Like, I can't imagine my life without you. Mm-hmm. To where it isn't it isn't any longer about, oh, well, I can do this and, and still keep sinning. And then, you know, but, and God has me. No, you're, you're hearing a story of a surrender, a surrender, not taking it back, but a surrender of God. I trust you. And in the trust, there's moments where we're like, God, I want to trust you, but I, I just don't know how that's still a, that's still trust because you're talking to him, you're dialoguing with him and he's not scared of that. Right. He's not scared of that at all. And so in those moments, he's meeting you right where you are. Mm-hmm. The questions that you've had, the questions you've carried. Like, why? Maybe if I didn't do this, this wouldn't have happened. Maybe if I just would have said that, then they wouldn't have done this. And that all of those right now, I just we just pray right now in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. residue of shame. Mm-hmm. It's broken off right now in the name of Jesus and is replaced with the love of God, Mm -hmm. the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And your story is not over, like Trisha said. Your your book is right in the middle of that that pivotal, perfect storm. Mm -hmm. Don't shut the book. The ending is not yet. Let him be the author and the finisher of of your faith. Trisha and I will tell you this, that because he's the author and the finisher of our faith, this is a life of glory to glory. Mm-hmm. It's perpetual. Yeah. It's wow. Last week I had this revelation of the Lord. And now this week I have a deeper revelation mm-hmm. that what? And, and it's ongoing. We're works in progress in him. Mm -hmm. Yes. Are we completely new creation in Christ Jesus? Absolutely. That's truth. Our spirit is completely brand new. This part of us, this part of us is catching up to that truth. Mm -hmm. It's catching up to it. So listen, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. That you know what Heavenly Whip Monday is about if you've been watching. And it's about seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. And it's also about bold inspiration, revealing God's goodness. Okay. What do you need me to do? You do just do okay. you. I I I have to take a hundred pictures. Wait, is of it myself. going? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wait, hold on. I have to straighten this out. This is what I do every do this? Sunday. Wow. Okay. How are you posing? Oh Look, God. you're just so natural. I don't know what to do. I feel so awkward. Oh, girl. You're, oh my Get gosh. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on Heavenly Wit Monday. Now, this is a call to action. If you have not yet subscribed to my YouTube channel, will you please do so now? And if you liked the content on my YouTube episode today, will you please share it with your friends and family? Thank you so, so much. And also, if you haven't yet written a review on the books that I mentioned today, simply go to Amazon.com and write a review after you read my book. 
Thank you so much and have a great day.